Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the first Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel for 2016. Happy New Year. I hope it's got off to a great start. Today we're being broadcast to over 60 countries around the world and uh, we've been on the air since 2011 and we're proud to be the number one global business radio show for entrepreneurs on the planet. So I hope you had a fantastic New Year's Eve and brought in 2016 with a lot of fanfare. Hopefully you're with the ones you love and your friends and family. You had much champagne, loved the fireworks and didn't wake up with too much of a hangover. Now this show is created for entrepreneurs and we, we bring advice every week and information that can help you on the path to success. Every week we also interview the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. We've interviewed over 240 so far and we cover every aspect of the business arsenal an entrepreneur requires to achieve success. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about um, electric and autonomous cars and things are heating up in that area with um, Uber getting an order from Uber, uh, Uber putting in an order to Tesla for 500 self driving Teslas and now Lyft has done a $1 billion deal with General Motors which values the company at $5.5 billion for self-driving cars. So it's we are very close to having self-driving cars. Now if you're an entrepreneur or planning to begin the entrepreneur's path in 2016, today's definitely the time to start. If you've not thought about why you should consider being an entrepreneur, there's no better time to consider it than right now. It's not easy and the odds are stacked against you, but if you persevere, the rewards, both emotionally and financially, are great. You know, there's no job for life anymore. There's no consistency of employment. So if you're a worker working for somebody else, you've got to really adapt to the various changes that continue to take place. You have to, you know, you have to have the spirit to drive your own change and to be adaptable and have a more circuitous route through your life. The days of just going out, getting a degree, getting a job, getting married, having a family, living happily ever after to retirement, then getting a nice pension, they're over. Those things just don't happen anymore on a regular wage. Now, the current generation is much better prepared mentally to strike out by themselves and become entrepreneurs. They know that getting out of college with a degree doesn't guarantee you a job. And they also have the traits of being creative and flexible and innovative and thinking laterally and, and they're great with technology. 
And these are things that will serve you well as an entrepreneur. You have to take a risk. And even though the cradle to grave jobs no longer exist, people's dreams still do. But if you're stuck at a job, even if you get a job with an average salary, you're not going to be able to have the lifestyle that you grew up with. It's going to become progressively more difficult. Our dreams don't change. You know, we still want property, families, those key life events, maybe a sports car and a boat, but they don't come easily anymore. You've got to think laterally and adjust and adapt to that reality. And one of the biggest keys to becoming a successful entrepreneur is overcoming fear. You know, most people don't become entrepreneurs because striking out on your own is risky. Not having a regular wage is risky. But daring to accept those risks and challenges and striking out on your own is an essential part of an entrepreneur's mindset. True entrepreneurs say that the only way you can fail is to give up. You know, there's going to be barriers set between you and where you want to go, but if you never give up, you keep at it and at it and at it and finding solutions, you'll get around those barriers. And when it comes to following your dreams, the only crime is the lack of trying, being gutless. The most important quality in an entrepreneur is a thick skin. Being an entrepreneur is about risk. If you worry all the time, you're never going to change anything. If you don't have a risk appetite, don't do it because it's going to be one constant heartache for you. And if you want a regular income, don't do it because you're not going to get one. But the rewards at the end of the day are terrific. You have to want to solve a challenge and be driven. You need to be courageous and you need to be prepared to stand out. People are seeking more flexibility in their lifestyle. More and more people are going to become freelancers or contractors. You know, there's been a real melding between entrepreneurship and social conscience. That's good. But businesses still need to focus on being profitable. You need to invest all your dollars in growing your business. If you're giving half your money away, you're never going to affect the social change you need. You need a viable commercial enterprise and then you'll have the means to change the world. If you don't, you won't. I'm very enthused by the fact that being an entrepreneur is not limited in any way by age or by gender or race or religion or anything else. People as young as 12, boys and girls, as well as people in their 70s, in Israel, in Africa, 
in Australia, in America, in Canada, are all becoming entrepreneurs. You can come from anywhere. And today it doesn't depend on education. In a lot of ways, college education today is useless. It doesn't prepare you for anything except it teaches you, gives you the ability to know how to learn. But it doesn't really help you out there in the marketplace unless you're looking for a nice mundane job. Go out, get a degree, get a mundane job. Work for somebody for the rest of your life. See how happy you are with that. If you get a good team around you, absolutely anything is possible. And the biggest mental shift you've got to make is to recognise the weaknesses that you have and make sure that you have talented people to fill them. Don't employ and surround yourself with friends unless they actually fulfil a role. Now, being an entrepreneur is tough. And a lot of people just don't understand the mental strain that it takes. You need to be thick-skinned. You need to be able to take negative feedback. You need to be determined. You need to think long-term vision and short-term milestones. You need to be prepared to work on your own if you have to. These are some of the mental struggles that entrepreneurs go through every single day. Entrepreneurship's increasingly becoming mainstream, and this is a great thing. It means that people are more accepting and more supportive of startups. Failure is no longer a taboo word. There's a lot of venture capitalists who say they're not interested in investing in companies where the entrepreneur hasn't had several failures. It teaches you. The other great thing about startups, it doesn't matter whether you're starting a dry cleaning firm or whether you've got a new tech company or have created a new app or doesn't matter what it is. You just have to be prepared to get off your ass, plan and give it a go. In the future, people are going to have to find ways to work for themselves. More companies are going to adopt entrepreneurial roles and structures. The title entrepreneur will emerge as a common title in corporates in the near future. And entrepreneurialism, bloody hard word, will become a very desired trait. And as technology gets easy to use, entrepreneurship will become more desirable and more accessible. And these days, you don't have to know how to learn how to code. And even though more and more kids at school, high school, are being taught code, which is a great thing, it's not essential. It's not even essential to know how to use a computer, really, if you've got a damn good idea. There are so many resources that have emerged in the past five years that will facilitate entrepreneurialism. You can hire freelancers. There's a wealth of freemium product to get started. There's just so many tools to help you build a company overnight. And technology's made that possible. Technology empowers entrepreneurs. 
But of utmost importance is facing your fears. The overwhelming majority of people are afraid of failing. They're afraid of being criticised. They're afraid of being wrong. They're afraid of making tough decisions. They're afraid of losing security. They need stability. You've got to face all of these things and accept you're not going to have them. You need to accept that they're scary and, you know, you're going to go through some pain and some grief, but it's not the end of the world. And then you go and you move forward. There's never been a more exciting time to be an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur in the 21st century, that's unbelievable. You'll have more opportunities than anybody in history has ever had. And if you're an entrepreneur in a first world country, particularly in the United States or in Israel, then you're even luckier. You have a world of resources at your fingertips. There's never been more support for startups than there is right now. There are VCs, there's angels, there's government grants, there's research and development credits, there's tax breaks, there's mentors, there's online classes, and so very much more. You've got options today, and that's really exciting. Think back to when Bill Gates and Jobs and a whole bunch of others began to be entrepreneurs. They didn't have any of these things. They worked in garages. They didn't have people giving tons of money. Gates started with $10,000. And they didn't have all the technical tools. And they still made it. So imagine what you can do today with the massive amount of support that's out there. So if you're an entrepreneur just starting out, track everything. Measure the results of everything you do because you're probably going to have to pivot at some point and you never know what could be important. Look at the data. The data that you've gained along the way could be the difference between average growth and hyper growth. The future is great for young people. Or... It's not. If you want to take the risk, if you can adapt and evolve and have faith that you can do something, you'll succeed. But if you're not prepared to have a go, you're going to totally be at the mercy of the marketplace. And, you know, these long-term jobs have gone. Companies are folding every day and thousands of people are getting laid off. To me, that's a hell of a lot scarier than being an entrepreneur. And you've got to remember, you've really got nothing to lose. Go give it a shot for a couple of years because you're not risking that much. What are you risking? You go out, let's say you get a $60,000 job that you hate and you live in an apartment and you walk past, you go for a walk every night with your miserable little dog and you look at houses and you think, I wish I could live in a house like that. Well, if you don't strike out for yourself, you never will. 
You're going to be stuck walking that miserable little dog up streets and envious for the rest of your life. Seen Teslas driving past? Have you sat there and thought, wow, I'd love to have one of those? Well, you can, but not if you've got a boring old job. So, my advice, get out there and do it. If you don't ever go, you won't know what you're missing and you won't get what you want and you go out and get the traditional job. You've got to back yourself. No one else will. Go out, start knocking on doors, come up with an idea, start knocking on doors, convince venture capitalists that they should put some money in you and do it while you have little commitments. Don't wait until you've got 10 screaming kids and two of those miserable dogs. Don't be afraid. Get out there and do it. Now, if you're not a member of the American Institute for Sales Marketing Management, which is the premier organization for business in the US, and you're serious about improving your skill level, your status, building your network, then you should join today. Apart from being able to put the initials AISMM after your name and receiving a great plaque for your foyer or boardroom, there's a wealth of the latest information, complete business audits, webinars, and an advisory board like no other on the planet. Imagine going to work, coming up with a problem, being able to email an expert, one of the top experts in the world in the field that you want answers to, and get an immediate answer. So go to AISMM.us and join now. I just wanted to also say that... Um, we all should get behind President Obama's initiatives to put some controls on um, guns. It is ridiculous that people can buy, you know, you need a licence to drive a car, but you don't need even a background check to get a gun that can kill 50 people. I mean, that is just ludicrous. So get behind Obama. I think it's a really good thing and I hope we all support him. Even if you don't like him, this is a great initiative and should be supported by both parties and shame on the Republicans if they duck for cover and then go straight to the Supreme Court with an appeal. Now, my first interview for 2016 is with Brian Church, who's a founding partner and chief executive officer of the Virtual Idea Incubator. I love this idea. Um, he's in partnership with a friend of mine that we interviewed on the show a couple of years ago, John Maddox, who's also another brilliant guy. And um, this is a resource for inventors and entrepreneurs to test and develop your ideas in a completely virtual ecosystem. It is brilliant. They're down in Nashville, and I love it. Now, prior to the... Um, Virtual Idea Incubator. Brian participated in several successful startups that have been sold with significant return on investment. So I'll be back with Brian after this short break on Voice America Business Network. Do you 
want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Radio Show. This is a segment of the show where we give you an insight into the lives of some of the world's extraordinary people. We try to find out what makes them tick. We also talk to people who are facilitating entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are the most important segment of our um, business community. It's the most important segment and it defines who we are. And uh, it creates the jobs, it creates the wealth, it creates the standard of living for all of us. So, um, you know, most extraordinary people I've ever met began life in pretty average ordinary circumstances probably just like you and I but it's the attention to detail and it's the um, urge to get people to help them succeed that separates a good business from a business that fails so so what makes these people interesting unusual and great well this is the segment where we find out Brian Church is a founding partner and chief executive officer of the virtual idea incubator, ideashares.com. You might remember that I spoke to his business partner, John Maddox, probably about, I don't know, maybe three years ago now. Um, and uh, we were talking about the great things that John was doing now. Well, now um, he and Brian are doing some great stuff which we're going to talk about today. The the Nashville-based company, this is ideashares.com, is responsible for creating the world's first web resource for inventors and entrepreneurs to test and develop their ideas in a completely virtual virtual ecosystem. I I reckon this is a great idea and very important. Brian's a best-selling author. He's an accomplished speaker, and he's dedicated to helping people in the U.S. and abroad in the art and science of incubating and growing their ideas. He's the host of a nationally syndicated radio show and has the pleasure of speaking both to small groups and auditoriums of thousands across the world. While no longer involved in the day-to-day, Brian was a founder and remains board chairman of two executive-level consulting training firms, Ambassadors International and Experience International. Now, these companies um, 
focus on and specialise in working with CEOs and entrepreneurs to create what Brian calls relationship momentum and relationship experiences. So they have a, a client list that ranges from some of America's top financial firms to Fortune 500 retailers to some of the world's largest hospital systems. And prior to these endeavours, Brian participated in several successful startups that have been sold with significant return on investment. Now, that's an achievement on itself. 97% of all businesses and all startups fail. So when you can get two or three up under your belt and uh, get a good return on investment, you're doing well. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Bob, thanks for having me on. Okay. You're an entrepreneur. We, we're always on about how important entrepreneurs are. So um, tell us about your career as an entrepreneur before you got into the management business. Yeah, well, you know, for every entrepreneur who's willing to be honest, yep. <laughs> um, a few of them. There's always, <laughs> there's always ups and downs. And like you said before, 97% of uh, all businesses that are started uh, fail. Yeah. And um, I think it's closer to 99% or 99.9% of all ideas uh, never reach what we like to call something called the catalytic action. Yeah. And uh, so it's been up and down. And so I, I started working with large companies and uh, just decided that, you know, at the end of the day, what I wanted to do was to build enterprise value for myself and for me and my family. And, yeah. you know, there's really only one way to do that. You have to have ownership. Sure. And, uh Sometimes you can own stock, and sometimes you can own pieces. And, um, but you know what I really found to be the most viable for me, where I had some form of control. Yep. Which you know I'm a big believer in the fact that, that you really can't ever truly control anything. Um, but in where I had uh, you know the opportunity to uh, put in hard work, uh, apply certain things that I have learned and and had a say in who I partnered with, uh, it was to become an owner in privately held companies, yep. uh, or at least that were privately held at the beginning. And really the only way to do that is to have an entrepreneurial spirit and an entrepreneurial bent and uh, and make that move from intra to entrepreneur. And yep. uh, so you know, I did that uh, probably, well, I've, I've had entrepreneurial enterprises even you know dating back to college um, and uh, actually high school. Uh, but where I officially became an entrepreneur was probably about 15 years ago um, when I started my first business. And um, you know, I'm 40 today, right. uh, so still a, still a young man, but uh, I've, I've been around the block at least a couple of times. And, uh, I've been involved with 11 different startups, uh, five of which are still in business today. Um, had uh, two exits, nothing that was... Um, you know, life-changing money, but, you know, exits were cash-exchanged hands, which is yep. good. It's a win. Which is and, great. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I've had four failures, and to be honest, I've learned more on those failures uh, than I, you know, certainly have in the exits and, uh, you know, in the five that are still in business. I mean, the four really uh, taught me uh, what not to do, and in business, that's just invaluable and um so that's who i am as an entrepreneur that's kind of shaped me to uh to now yeah it's it, the interesting thing is that most businesses fail and particularly most startup businesses fail because 
company has a great idea, or maybe it's not that great an idea, but it's an idea, but they have no business management skills whatsoever and that's where they fall down they don't protect their IP properly they don't hire the right people they surround themselves with friends from college that you know that are are great playing beer pong with but you know no jack shit about running a business Um, so let's just talk about um, you talk about ideation and I must admit that I'm one of those people who looked at the word ideation and I thought, what the hell does that mean? I looked it up, I looked it up on Google and uh, I wasn't that much clearer. But So can you, um, you just tell me what ideation is? Yeah, well, you know, there's a, there's a difference between entrepreneurialism and ideation. And ideation is the process of discovering, developing, and executing on an idea. Right. So it can be different. Um, then just as you think as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneurial venture. Um, because ideation could be in a current company. It could be in a current closely held business. It may be something uh, a lot of the folks that we work with are sitting at home and they've written down an idea uh, because it solved a problem in their household. Right. That, that they have already begun the ideation process. And, you know, the first part of that is the illumination phase. That's where the idea is dropped into your head. Um, Then what you do after that is still the process of ideation. You know, where people get confused between ideation and entrepreneurialism. Entrepreneurialism is, you know, is the fact that you set out to build a business or an enterprise. Um, Ideas, most of the time, never reach the business or the enterprise level. Yeah. Um, they usually either die on the vine or, you know what, there's really no business to be had. Um, yeah. But sometimes these problems, as they're solved, they are true intellectual property. And while they may not be a business as, as you and I might look at it, but so a, a true enterprise of some sort that builds enterprise value, they certainly can be monetized in the marketplace via license, selling the intellectual property directly or that certainly can change people's lives. We're working on an idea right now that's going to help uh, women in Africa carry uh, logs, a um, uh, whole other story for a different day, down a hill. I'm not sure what the commercialization uh, of this looks like, but you know what's going to change people's lives, and ideation was involved in that as well. So that's the difference. I think the monetization comes from going to somebody like Citibank and saying, hey, <laughs> do you want to help save some people's lives? Um, yeah, yeah. possibly. It, it's true. Ideas ideas are dumb, it doesn't. I mean, if you went to the Super Bowl, you'd find 100,000 people that have all got an idea. Um, yeah. bringing, bringing that idea to fruition, well, first of all, determining whether it's a good idea or not, and then secondly, bringing it to fruition. They're two totally different things. So um, what are the pitfalls... You know, I think I, I think I mentioned a minute ago that most businesses yeah. fail because of lack of management, not lack of money, because people achieve great things if they're determined enough, even if they don't have any money. Uh, makes it a lot harder, of course, but, you know, they can do it. So what are the pitfalls um, in the early stages? Well, not only in the early stages, but going through from, from idea to monetization. What are, what are the pitfalls? Well, there's... This is what's tough about ideation and entrepreneurialism. Um, this field, this ecosystem, gives you so many opportunities to fail. Yeah. <laughs> and I certainly am not the one that will ever talk someone 
um, out of at least exploring entrepreneurialism or uh, coming up with a product, whether it be digital, physical, electrical, mechanical, um, intellectual, like a book or something like that. These are all pieces of intellectual property. Um, But the issue is, is that there are so many ways um, that you can fail. Um, And so, I mean, let's go through a couple of those since you asked the question, what are the pitfalls? Well, first off, our company, Ideashares, uh, dot com was founded on the basis of hey we're I'm a patent holder um, I as I've told you before I've I've had four failures of which they took some skin out of me and my yeah. family um, I wish someone had been around to tell me wow here's what I see here are the pitfalls that I see ahead of you maybe you ought to think about that now or maybe you just shouldn't do this um, the other thing is is that you know Bob we've experienced folks emptying their bank accounts, we've seen divorces, we've seen friends never speak to each other again, all in the name of business. Yeah. And I'm not interested in seeing another one now. That's, you know, unavoidable. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, what we want is I want to create a better system for helping people on the front end. Solving the first question is, should I ever have even started this? Yeah. And I, we're, uh, we're all about encouraging people to come out of the shadows and explore ideation, but there is a way to do it properly. Yep. And that's that first question, do you even have anything? And uh, you know, had, we built our first test for us because we kept going down these wild trails and rabbit trails and goose chases of things that were costing money and driving our wives nuts. And <laughs> sure, it's not, not hard to do if you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, I wanted a vetting process. Yes, it's important that I had friends that said, oh, I like that idea. But, you know, friends, family, and sometimes we call them fools, not lie. them, but other folks. Yeah, yeah. well, lie. They want, you to, they want you to feel good. That's they, right. They and, don't want to be the person to say, That's a bum idea. Yeah, they want yeah, to make you feel and, good. That's right, and you know what? It might be a good idea, but there's so many other things that come into it. Um, so, you know, what is the, we wanted to find a codified approach, and free approach, by the way. Um, our, our entire website is free. Right. Um, for people to be able to come in and engage themselves in an educational and vetting process where they are asking important questions that quite often they, or even the students, um, entrepreneurs don't ask. Right. And so, because you got to have two things. You've got to be competent, and I'm not talking about intelligence. I'm being competent in the field of which you are trying to give birth to something in the ideation process. And then you've got to be confident. And if you have both of those things, well, heck, you should start. You know, move forward. But until that takes place, um, that's where, I mean, the, the biggest pitfall is if people start something and they really don't um, know if they should or shouldn't. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's number one. Then you want to test, be able to test your idea, um, know what the, uh, the test means. Um, so what we do is we give people, we have something called the idea sphere. Okay. This is a, uh, a patent pending room, if you right. will, yep. a series of tests that you can take, whether it's a physical product, you could take the idea sphere, uh, digital, if it's a digital or web-based product, Internet of Things item. Yeah. Um, you could take the enterprise, which tests the business validity and the model of an idea that you may have. But you take these tests, and then we give them a score, and then a full 
30 to 40 page SWOT analysis measuring their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. It's completely automated, a very advanced algorithm that we've put together over really seven years um, and a lot of money, a lot of time, uh, but it works. And so they test their idea, but then the next pitfall, and I'll try to shorten this up for you, is you know the protection stage, then the funding stage, the development stage, the marketing uh, stage, but then the profitability stage. And so you know, on the protection side is, do they have something that even needs to be protected? You know, what we never want to do is we don't want to make something that they can't protect, but we also don't want to protect something they can't make. Yep, sure. And sometimes protection is just speed the market. Sometimes you're not going to get a patent or a trademark. And, you know, a lot of argument can be made here in the, you know, since the People versus Alice is you should go after uh, software, uh, intellectual property protection and software patents. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, but sometimes speed to market is the best protection possible. I had a good friend once that told me that IP protection and patents and trademarks, basically it's like loading up the back of a truck. Yep. And then when someone chases you, it's like throwing things off the back of the truck at them. You'll never fully be able to stop them, but you can place distance between you and the competition. Yeah, that's that true. I think the other thing, yeah. the, the other thing about um, at that stage, that IP stage, is um, if you're going to... Um, take partners in at some point, whether it's initially or a bit later on, you, you need good legal advice at that point because once you get a bit further down the line and it starts to become successful, that's when all fucking hell breaks loose often. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it, it can and will yeah. uh, at some point in time. And, yeah, there's there's myriad forms of protection, but you yep. have to have that. And, yep. you know, then there's, there's, uh, there's funding. Um, Issues And so you talked about this earlier. You can succeed without money and without funding, but um, sure you are helps. going to hit some walls. <laughs> yeah, it sure helps. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, another person that said one time, he said, you know, uh, money can't buy happiness, but, you know, ask somebody without it how they feel. Yeah. And it's you know, true. And uh, so it is. And then you have the development stage, and I'll just spend a second on this. You develop in the marketing stage is it's just there's so many opportunities to be taken advantage of by people. Yeah. Whether it's the, the dev shop that tells you they could do something for ten that there's absolutely no way it could ever be done for less than fifty. Yeah. And you know you get six months down the road, they haven't built what you asked them to build, and they can hold your site, your web app. They can hold your product, your idea hostage. Yep, and you're and, in, a um, in a hard place. Yeah, you got it. We see the same thing with physical products and people who make prototypes. And um, I mean, you literally can be fifty grand, hundred grand in down the road, not have what you want, not be ready to go to market, and you're really stuck with that architect at that you know at that point in time. And we've just seen a lot of that. And yep. um, same thing on the marketing side, and then what you talked about earlier. Without execution, all of this is moot. Yep. Um, we, you know, sometimes we see people that just will, will take something and go direct to a licensing route or to sell the intellectual property. And quite frankly, sometimes that's the smartest thing to do because not everybody is fit to be an operator yep. and actually grow an enterprise. And um, very few you people can't execute, it's moot. Yep. Yeah, very few people are fit because you're running a business is very complicated. There's, there's, you've got to be an HR person, you've got to be a fundraiser, you've got to be a manager, you've got to be a marketer, you've got to be a salesperson, you've got to be a developer, you've got to be yeah. all of these things. And there's one person in a million's got all of those skills. And uh, if you're 
an early stage company and there's you and your next door neighbour or something, it's a hard road. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think the other thing from at where you become important is, you know, the reason that um, so many people have fights with neighbours and family and, you know, Uncle John doesn't talk to them anymore is because when you talk to um, most angels, for example, they say, you know, go out and raise the first three, four hundred thousand dollars off your family, your friends, your kids, whatever. That's their first advice. Go out and raise enough money to get this thing to a point where I know whether I'm interested or not. So you go to all your friends and um, if you don't absolutely know precisely what to do and how to go about it, their friends you're not going to have very long. Yeah. And that creates even more heartache. Yeah, that's yep. yeah, that's true. So, what is idea Yeah, so you know, it's, it's just describing how we help people through some of these pitfalls. Ideashares.com is a virtual idea incubator. Okay. So let me t- tell you what that does. I mean, what we set out to do, our mission for our ideators, for our entrepreneurs, our inventors, is to help them compress the amount of time the overall costs, and the overall risk that's associated with the early stages of ideation. Right. So from that time that they went from paper, napkin, idea, all right, they got an idea, they yep. wrote it down on paper or stored it on our dashboard or, or what have you, yep. to the time that they actually get to what we call an MVP. That's a minimally viable product that okay. either can raise money, uh, raise money outside of the friends, family, and fools realm is what I mean. Yeah. So that can raise money or can be monetized in some way, shape, or form in the marketplace. That's yep. the MVP. The space between their you know, paper napkin to that profitability standpoint where they can have their first dollar of revenue and the MVP is where we live. Right. So that's the early stage of ideation that we want to help people lower that, that time um, because you know what, we've seen six months turn into six years, and then the idea is moot. Um, and we've got to we've got to cram all of this in into ninety to three hundred and sixty days maximum. Yep. Um, where they go from paper napkin to MVP, so lowering the time, the cost, and the risks associated with the early stages of ideation. So what happens is people come into our free site, one hundred percent free. And they take our tests. They get educated through Idea Shares University. They take the Idea Sphere tests as many times as they want. Because you don't, if you score a certain level, you don't get a ribbon or you don't get thrown out. This is for you. Um, they house all of the test scores and all of their ideas on the uh, encrypted and private IP brain, is what yep. we call it. Right. And once they get a score in their SWOT analysis, uh, if they go into three different tranches. The first tranche is, is their score was uh, low enough that we just encourage them to keep working at it and we engage with everyone that takes a test. Right. Second one is, is that we actually, free of charge, will give them a path of what they should do next and help them populate a team and even introduce them to those teammates. Yep. So the people that we have already vetted passed a 20-point inspection process that we trust our ideators and our inventors and entrepreneurs to work with them to help them through the legal phases, to help them through the prototyping phase, uh, the, the, the digital development phase, the marketing phase, the, 
all of the different things that they're going to need, everything from working with companies that will help them put together their books for the first time yeah. uh, or help them with online payment solutions, everything that it takes in the early stages of ideation as they're moving towards creating a, an enterprise. So we help them with those things. But the ones that score the highest and then pass our internal test, we offer them something called a smart-up contract. Not start-up with a team, smart-up yeah, with yeah. an M. Got it. That's a six-month process where it's an incubator of ours, and we give them what we call a virtual idea Sherpa. So it's like a virtual COO that will help them put together their team, help them negotiate costs, help them run weekly calls, holding people accountable, establishing milestones and goals, and then executing on those goals, ensuring that during that timeline they go from paper napkin idea all the way to MVP. Okay. So that's what we do, and that's how we can kind of control that process. And then when we do a smart up uh, contract, we'll ride along for a bit of the revenue. We don't take ownership in the companies. We don't want to do anything that would keep them from being able to raise money down the line. Uh, but we ride along with them. Right. But the most important thing is, is that they never write a check to ideashares.com for the services that I just talked about. Wow. Um, they will only write a check down the line if they happen to make money, and it's a very, very small portion, a de minimis portion of their revenue. How many of, of all the entrepreneurs that come to you, how many of them actually, um, apart from the initial, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. getting excited, how many of them actually um, listen and, and follow your advice? Well... The ones that are in the smart-up process, they do a pretty good job at listening right. um, because we've done a pretty good job at vetting them. If you think about it, these are people that have spent hours on our site, have right. scored high, have gone through then the scout call, which is you don't just score high and you get offered the contract. Um, and you don't just score high and then you get offered to for us to put together a team for them. Um, they've gone through internal testing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm happy to share with you, you know, what I think, you know, what we think at, at ideashares.com, what, what makes a, a good idea and what our personal uh, formula is. It won't give you away, give away all the secrets, sure. but it can, can tell you most of them. Um, and, you know, so they've gone through that process. And these folks are, are uh, they got skin in the game. And they do a pretty good job at listening to us once we get to that stage. Yeah. That, that that's interesting because you know I've been a consultant as as of you to Fortune 500s and all sorts of com- companies in between zero and a Fortune 500, and mm. uh, you know they'll they'll bring you in to study some facet of um, the business and you do when you give them a you know 120 page report written by experts and they follow it for five minutes and then decide that well we really know better and we're going off in a different direction. Of course they do. You know, I, I've had that conversation uh, plenty of times. And hey, I'm, I'm happy to continue to have you pay me to not listen to me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a you know this is a, a good process, and of course we have hiccups. Um, you know, it's it's been great that we've only had since we started the company, we've only had one of our idea shares network partners that works with our ideators. Yeah. We had one that we've had to kick out of the ecosystem. Right. Um, because they're all doing a great job, and they pass a 20-point inspection test on the way in. And uh, to, to date, I can, I, we've had people not follow our advice to a T, but we have not 
had one issue um, with our smart up ideators, um, and that's because they, you know, they're they want to listen. They really want this, and have made a decision. Well, they're still the boss, sure. but we're running so much of the process. It frees them up to make smart decisions. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing. Is this is really facilitation? This isn't just purely advice. Yeah, I think and, it's. Um, I think it's a we're brilliant. trying that it's working. Yeah. Do you do you guys uh, have um, investors? I I come to you. I've got this great idea, and uh, it really is a good idea. You look at it. You go through all the processes. Um, but now I need five hundred thousand dollars. Do you guys have access to that, or do you point them in the right direction? Do you help them raise money? Where do you fit into that part of the equation? Yeah, we have people in our IdeaShares network that do that, either folks that raise money or folks that um, you know, have money. we have connections to uh, that have money or have connections to crowdfunding. Yeah. You know, in the stage where most of these people are, there's no such thing as a costless startup. And True. What we usually like to see them do is to test and then try to protect their ideas on the front end. And if they don't have the capital to go spend 2500 to sometimes 25000 just on the setup and yep. the protection aspects and maybe the initial prototype aspect, um, they can't go and raise that money usually somewhere else. The only real platform to do that... Um, is crowdfunding, number yep. one, and then there's many dangers of going out there and raising that, money on something that's not protected. Yeah. Um, it's not the easy either. Part of it is, you crowdfunding know. isn't as easy as just sticking your idea up on no. um, on Kickstarter and having people bombard no. you with money. It doesn't quite work that way. That's ex- yeah, it's, that's right. And, uh, and then the other way is to go and get, you know, the friends and family around. Yeah. Um, or just a you know an angel that you know, so not sophisticated angel investing, but you know maybe that interested angel that lives down the street. Yeah. Uh, and certainly you can go raise money there, but if someone's not willing to put five to ten thousand dollars in on their own idea, uh, that's a yeah, that's a big flag. That they're probably not ready. Not yeah. meaning that they're not the right person or the right idea. It's just not the right time. And they don't and, uh, have the commitment so, either. You know, you've got to have a real commitment. Yeah. And if in, in these days where every day you get 10 flyers in the in the mailbox saying, hey, I'll give you a credit card right. for 5000 with 5000 bucks on it, and all you have to do is sort of just stay home and sit on the couch. Um, if, right. you, if you're not prepared to put, you know, five, ten, whatever it is to protect your idea, then you don't have a commitment. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, just on the backside, though, if... if of people go through our smart up incubator um, on the back side of that when they actually have that MVP we absolutely have onboarding programs to work with accelerators um, we work with Angel Capital Group which is one of the uh, if not the sure. largest yep. angel network in the country yep. um, and uh, we work with flash funders uh, out of California so we have myriad onboarding um, opportunities for, for people to go and, and really go after that true angel um, level of financing, but you've got to have two things. You better have an MVP and, uh, and or you better have some traction. Yeah. Uh, or you're not ready for that level of funding. And our job is to get them there, to get them ready for that, for that first real um, sophisticated level of funding. Okay, we're running out of time, but what, tell me about IdeaCon 2016. 
Yeah, IdeaCon is our conference, and so we're building this to be the conference for entrepreneurs, inventors, in the early stages of ideation. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, March 5th in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, they can go and find out information about the conference at ideashares.com, which is I-D-E-A-S-H-A-R-E-S.com, uh, or IdeaCon. So, as in Idea Conference, yep. uh, ideacon2016.com, or just go to Eventbrite and, uh, and look up Ideacon 2016. Uh, but our keynote speaker is going to be Kevin Harrington, yep. who you've heard of before, yep. who's yep. The, the original shark from Shark Tank, the inventor yes. of the infomercial and founder of As Seen on TV. And, um, but we're going to be walking people through the path that every entrepreneur and inventor faces. So I don't care if you're a seasoned entrepreneur or if this is your first endeavor into ideation. If you've got an idea or have had an idea, you can't afford to miss this conference. And uh, we've only we've priced it at 99 bucks, so there's no barrier to entry to coming. There's going to be food. It's going to be incredible. And it's March 5th, uh, 2016. We even put it on a Saturday, so there's no reason not to come. Terrific. Um let me know closer and I'll, um, I'll continue to plug it. I think it's a great idea and um, I'm going to try to make it down if I can. Um, well, we'd love to have you. Brian, it's been great speaking with you. Now, if you'd like to know more about Brian and uh, the various elements of the business development uh, business that they have, go to bryantchurch.com. Brian T church.com and I'll be back with more of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show right after this short message. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the first Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice American Business Channel for 2016. This year we'll try to continue to bring you the best information and we'll try also to be entertaining, although I just got into trouble about the comments about the dogs, um, but we're the number one business radio show for entrepreneurs and we've got an audience in 60 countries. A new report shows that messaging apps are now bigger than social networks. Users around the world are logging into messaging apps to not only chat with friends, but also to connect with brands, browse merchandise, watch content. You know, what were once simple services for exchanging messages and pictures and videos and GIFs have evolved into expansive ecosystems with their own developers, apps and APIs. Chat apps boast a number of distinct characteristics to make their audiences particularly appealing to businesses and marketers, including their size of course, retention and usage rates, as well as user demographics. The combined user base of the top four chat apps is larger than the combined user base of the top four social networks. Chat apps also have a higher retention and usage rate than most mobile apps. 
Finally, the majority of their users are young, which is critical uh, demographic for brands, advertisers and publishers. A new report from BI Intelligence takes a close look at the size of the messaging app market, how these apps are changing and the types of opportunities for monetization that have emerged from the growing audience that use these um, messaging services on a daily basis. Some of the key takeaways are, firstly, mobile messaging apps are massive. The largest services of hundreds of millions of monthly active users. Falling data prices, cheaper devices and improved features are helping to propel this growth. Secondly, messaging apps are about more than just messaging. The first stage of the chat app revolution was focused on growth. In the next phase, companies are going to focus on building out services and monetizing chat apps massive user base. Thirdly, popular Asian messaging apps like WeChat, Kakao Talk and Line have taken the lead in finding innovative ways to keep users engaged. They've also built successful strategies for monetizing their services and of course that's the key. Fourthly, media companies and marketers are still investing more time and resources into social networks like Facebook and Twitter than they are into messaging services, but this is going to change rapidly as messaging companies build out these services and provide more avenues for connecting brands, publishers and advertisers with users. So if you're a marketer, keep your eye on messaging apps. 2016 is their year to explode. The new year is now officially here, and with it comes the hope and expectation that we can all change our lives for the better. There's no better time than the start of the year to set goals for yourself. Everyone's beginning 216 with a blank slate, so, and because of this, UDMI is offering more than 17,000 classes on their site. It's UDMI, U-D-E-M-Y, offering more than 17,000 classes on their site for $10 each. And this deal continues for about another week. So these courses enable you to code, to read faster, take better photographs, speak with more confidence. There are any number of things that will help you in your particular field of endeavor. Just to mention a couple of them, the complete iOS 9 developer course, build 18 apps, regularly 199, yours for just 10 bucks. You can learn to design and build apps for um, iOS 9, even if you've had no previous coding experience whatsoever. And you get 200 lectures and 20 hours of content. You can learn at your own pace as you walk towards creating maybe the next Candy Crush. The course Writing with Flair, How to Become an Exceptional Writer, is 97% off at just 10 bucks. Now, writing, as we all know, is an essential skill no matter what industry you go into and this course will teach you the tips and tricks used by professional writers to keep their work clear and concise. Another course which I think is terrific is the complete web developer course build 14 websites it's also just 10 bucks and normally 199 so this course is for those of you who'd like to start designing your own website and mobile applications 
This is the place to start. Even those brand new to web development, brand new, will be able to get their own sites onto the web within six weeks of taping, taking classes, and it's just 10 bucks. Another one I think is great is social media marketing, the complete certificate course. This course is also just $10, down from $299. So if you're running a business today, you need to have a strong media presence. We all know that, social media. So knowing how to present yourself and engage with your audience on the different platforms is critical to promoting your visibility and growing your network of clients. So you can get social media marketing for just 10 bucks. So go to Udemy and sign up now. You've only got a few more days. There's no, now no excuse not to advance your career. 17,000 of today's essential courses for just $10 each. Do yourself a favor and go to it. To subscribe to my newsletter, simply go to my website, bobpritchard.com and join up. Also, if you're really serious about being successful, you really want free advice in any aspect of your business and you really want to belong to the most prestigious business organization in the world, join the American Institute for Sales, Marketing and Management. I'm the honorary president for 2016 and I'd have loved to have you join me. I've been a member for 12 years and it's been a great influence on my career. So I wish all of my listeners throughout the world an unbelievable 2016, mediocre, or ordinary, or even okay is not good enough, go out and get it. It's got to be an unbelievable 2016. This year is going to be an amazing one for entrepreneurs in particular, and it's going to be great for business in general. In the meanwhile, remember, if you're not really pushing the envelope, if you're not living right on the edge then you're taking up too much space. Get out of the bloody road. Let somebody who wants to succeed get through. It's easier and much more rewarding to do the impossible than it is to do the mundane and ordinary. This is Bob Pritchard, and I look forward to your company again next week for the second show of 2016. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.